Welcome back to The One Thing Podcast. I'm Chris Dixon. And I'm Sarah Hendricks. Chris, can you believe that we're already halfway through 2022? I mean, someone was talking about Christmas shopping the other day and it like blew my mind. It's like 105 degrees outside. I can't think about anything Christmas. For those listeners who don't know, we're based in Austin, Texas, and it is hot. It's not a cold summer. No, that is for sure. So I think we have a great episode today for the listeners. And we have a little bit of a setup question. And that is, when was the last time you assessed your goals? Actually, more than that, when was the last time you even looked at your list of goals? Today, we're going to talk about demonstrating the value and importance of checking in on your goals and strategies and the power of recommitting to your goals halfway through the year. I think it's so important at this point in the year to locate yourself and locate yourself on the path to achieving the goals that you set. I mean, most of us set goals for ourselves at the beginning of the year and we're six months in and it's a great time to pick your head up and ask yourself some good questions about if you're focused on the right things and if the plan you've identified for yourself is sufficient. So let's kick it off for the listeners with what is a mid-year reset? Because that's what we call it, but let's give the listeners a little bit of an explanation of what a mid-year reset really looks like. Yeah, I'd even say it's a mid-year reset or recommitment. And it's an opportunity to hit pause for a moment and check in on where you are on the path to the goals you set for yourself. And if you're still focused on the right things, asking yourself if I've identified the right strategies and taking what you've learned combined with the environment that you're in today and just having a good discussion with where you are and where you want to go. I mean, you work a lot with teams and organizations. Like, what are they doing at this point in time in the year? Right now is typically when we see individuals and teams and organizations do exactly that. They catch themselves like, oh, we're midway through the year. You know, we're into Q3 now. And how are we doing? You know, let's take a look at our goals and, and the business plan or the strategies we've identified for ourselves and figure out, you know, where we are on this path. The reality is when you start to ask these questions and, and you start to check in on where you are, you're going to find out a couple of things. Like either you're ahead of track, you're on track to achieving your goals or you're behind. And when you go into this kind of reflection, you want to do it with the right framework and the right mindset so that you're set up for success. So really a mid-year reset or recommitment is us going back and looking at our goals reflecting on where we've been in the year so far and deciding where we need to go from here. It's exactly that. Locate yourself. Where are you today on the path to the goals that you've set for yourself and determining, am I focused on the right things? Do we have the right strategies identified to get us where we want to go? And if you are seeing there are things that don't make sense, they're not aligned or you need to make changes, it's giving yourself the ability and the permission to make those changes and do it for the right reasons. So Chris, a lot of people, you know, they set, let's call it New Year's resolutions early in the year. And by what is it, February, there's a stat out there that everyone's canceled their gym memberships at that point in time. When it comes to the one thing and when we're talking about goals, what's the risk in not checking in on your goals? You talked about New Year's resolutions. I think everyone can relate to that. But even if you're in a on a team or in a business, it applies here too. And let me ask you a question. What happens if you pick your head up and you recognize the distance between where you are today and where you want to be is so great that it feels unachievable. I would stop. You give up and that's what people do. And that's what happens with New Year's resolutions is you set this goal for yourself. 
maybe you set a goal for yourself that wasn't achievable in the first place, or you didn't go small enough to figure out what those steps were that would ultimately create this exponential success towards your goal. That's one root cause, but you might go a long period of time without actually checking in against this goal you set. Now it's six months in, you look at the goal, it feels unachievable. The distance between where you are and achieving that goal is vast. So you just give up and you don't recommit to the process. So this reset is where we look at the goal, be honest with ourselves about where we are, don't give up on the process and make adjustments if we need to. So we keep working the process. So beyond just recognizing that the distance is really great between where you are and where you want to be personally towards a goal that you've set, I mean, think about it in the context of a team. Like what happens if you're the leader of a team and you have a goal set for the team, an overarching goal, and you are six months into the year and achieving that goal starts to feel pretty tough. Like what's, what are the members on your team going to naturally start to do? Freak out. Freak out. Yeah, will they be bought into the process? Mm, yeah, a lot of people aren't going to have that loyalty to their leadership or the process. Yeah. Yeah, and we see it. If the members on the team don't feel like the goal is aligned or if it's unachievable, the buy-in is going to start to fall apart. You're not going to have the team motivated in a way that they show up every day feeling like they can do what you've set out to do. Or you might have people that start to go rogue and start to create their own goals because they don't trust the process anymore. So now you've got people that aren't bought in and other people that are flying at 100,000 miles a minute trying to scrounge for the back half of the year. Yep. You're going to start to see misalignment show up. You're going to see disconnect between areas that the team is focused. They're going to start to work five feet in front of their face, get in the weeds and just be busy and not oriented around a common goal. So we realize now that we're going to have to make some changes. Chris, I'm going to go back and I'm just going to scrap everything. That's the right thing to do, right? That can be the tendency, but the risk in doing that is that you're shifting too frequently. And what we believe is your goal is the immovable object. And there's definite value in that perspective, but not at the risk of committing blindly to the goal to the point where it's no longer achievable and you become discouraged. So the benefit of perceiving your goal as an immovable object is it forces you to naturally adjust your strategies, grow as a person, grow as a team into earning the right to be able to achieve that goal. So not adjusting the goal means you adjust the person, you adjust the plan to achieve it. However, if the goal you recognize is no longer appropriate or it's no longer achievable, you don't want to just follow that methodology until you're discouraged about the process. So it's balancing those two things in a way that drives you to grow and improve, but not at the detriment of getting to a place where you don't feel like you can achieve your goal. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen they're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, 
you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. And I think that's important to note for the listener is that the reason the goal is the immovable object is because it's forcing you as a human to go on that journey of growth, of growing your mindset, of growing your skill set, of overcoming challenges. The purpose isn't to force you into a situation. It's really to help you grow. Absolutely. And you want to default to not adjusting the goal. That's important. You want to make sure that you're, you're doing what you can to get there. On the other side of that, it's a great point to pick your head up and just interview that goal and make sure it earns the place on your list and it, it still is valid. What you don't want to do is just cross your goal off. You don't want to just say, ah, scrap it, because you need to go into that conversation with the right tools and mindset to ask the right questions and come out of that conversation with the right output so that you continue down the process. Yeah, okay, we recognize that perhaps the goal that we've set, maybe it's not achievable or it's the underlying strategies that we've identified are no longer sufficient or we don't feel like we've identified the right strategies, give yourself permission to be honest, have an honest discussion with yourself and your team about where you are. And if necessary, make the changes that will get you back on track or adjust the strategies that you've identified so that you can create the alignment, get everybody moving in the right direction. And when we're talking about strategies to your goal, we're talking about the action items that you've put in place in order to achieve your goal. Most of the time when somebody is setting up a goal at the beginning of the year and they're building out their strategies or the things that need to be accomplished in order to achieve it, they're not taking into consideration the challenges that might be ahead or the fluctuating market or things that just happen because that's life and you try to plan it and everything goes haywire sometimes. So so what are some of the reasons why we would make adjustments to a goal? If a goal is an immovable object, in my opinion, then it's not changing. But what we're suggesting is there are certain aspects of it that could potentially change. So walk us through a couple of those reasons. Yeah, I'd say there's really five common categories for where this shows up. And the first is the most exciting one. You've reached your goal. Yeah, woohoo. And that's awesome that maybe you're six months in and you've you set this goal at the beginning of the year and we're there. You did it. And that's amazing. You want to celebrate that, but you also don't want to give up on the process and just say, I got here. Right? We want to reimagine a goal for this area of your life or for your business and raise the bar. Oh, yes. We're going to try even harder now. The second more common reason why you might need to adjust your goal or its strategies is you've just learned more about that goal in this field or that category. And you start at this place at the beginning of the year when you set the goal. And as you move down the path towards achieving that goal, you're going to naturally educate yourself. You're going to become more aware of what takes place in this particular field. And in doing so, it allows you to become more accurate about you know, where you want to get to and what you want to achieve. So what does that look like for an individual? Like somebody that's just set a personal goal, what type of examples do you have for somebody that's learned more about that industry or that goal? Yeah, so let's say you set a personal health goal to lose 20 pounds. And you started the year and this seemed like the thing to do that would really make your physical health move the right direction. It's a fantastic goal. But as you've gone through the first six months of this, this process, you learn more about fitness. You surround yourself with people who are successful in this area. 
And along that path, you identified that weight actually isn't the right measure of success for you. Mm. It's not about weight. It's actually about maybe it's percentage of body fat, or you recognize that you may be gaining weight and muscle and losing weight and fat. And so you're netting a positive and that's okay. But that's a really great example of where you'd want to stop. Don't give up on the process. Look at that goal and adjust it to what is now the better representation of what success looks like for you. Okay. So on the flip side of that, what about a team or an organization? How does this show up for them? I can think of an example recently of a company we're working with, a small business. And initially they'd set a revenue target for themselves. They wanted to grow the top line of the business. And the goal they set for themselves was X amount of revenue in the business this year, only to find a few months into this journey that just revenue wasn't a motivating factor for them. It was a byproduct of what they were doing, but the revenue itself wasn't what got them out of bed in the morning. It was the people. And what they wanted to shift their goal to was the number of people that they would impact with the product and the services that they offered. And like I said, revenue was the byproduct. So as they went down this journey, to hit their revenue target, they realized it wasn't the motivating piece that really helped them drive towards where they wanted to go. And so they shifted their goal to the number of people they could impact. And the revenue was the the byproduct of that. That's a really interesting example of how that shift is like you're maintaining the goal, but you're learning more about yourself. You're learning more about what you're doing in what field. And you're really able to be fluid and still maintain a goal, but change it to something that's a bit more in line with what the future looks like. Okay, so we've hit two of the five. What's number three? The third and and one of the more common reasons is your goal is just no longer achievable. You recognize that where you are today and where you want to get to, it's just not attainable based on the plan that you'd initially identified or the goal that you'd identified. And there's a number of reasons that that could be true. And it could be external forces. There's changes in the market, supply chain issues. There are things that are problems or or things that are outside of your control that have influenced your ability to hit the goal that you have no control of. So we're not telling people though, it's just time to X that goal out because it's not achievable. We're saying that's a symptom of, and now we have to reassess that goal to ensure that it's something we're still working towards. But At no point in time are we saying we just cross it off the list. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine you set a goal for your organization to hit a certain profitability mark. And this year, the supply chain issues across the industry just made it impossible for you to get the products you needed at the price that you expected you'd get it. And you just can't hit that profitability number anymore. Instead of keeping that target up as your goal and the whole team being oriented around this and knowing you can't get there... And it just being a placeholder that was not motivating. What we're saying is just adjust it to what you really can do. So ask the question, okay, based on the current conditions, what we know and what we anticipate, what would success look like for us at the end of the year based on what we can truly do and adjust the goal so that the team is behind it and they actually are motivated and believe it's possible. I mean, this is very relatable to me because I can tell everybody and and the listeners at home that I had a goal of saving money. It was like the thing I wanted to do in 2022. But guess what? I bought a house and that house sucks me dry. So now I'm going back to the original goal of being able to save and and I'm saying, well, this might not be achievable anymore. Yeah, and that would be, I would say the next category of where this shows up and it's, you're just, you're not focused on the right goal anymore. It just doesn't make sense for you. It's not. So it's yes, that in your case, it's not achievable. But I would say also, 
it just isn't the right goal. You started the year saying you wanted to save X amount of money, which is the right goal at the time. And then recognized throughout the year that the opportunity presented itself to buy a home and you needed to reprioritize buying that home. And so it's not about saving money anymore. It's about investing in this home for you and your future. And that's okay. That's just, that's an example of recognizing, you know what? It's just not the right goal anymore. We're going to move this goal over to buying a home. Okay. So we've achieved our goal is one option. We have learned more about the goal might be another option. The goal might not be achievable or well-prioritized anymore. What is the fourth thing that generally is why we might need to make adjustments? Let's say you've checked your goal, still feels like the right goal. You believe it's where you want to end up and you're certain that you're focused on the right thing. However, you look at your plan and what you've outlined to achieve it, and you're recognizing that those strategies aren't sufficient to reach the goal. So you feel confident that you know where you'd like to end up, but you're questioning whether or not you still have the right plan to get there. Well, and this might be interesting for those listeners who have set their goals at the beginning of the year. And let's say writing a book is something that you wanted to do. And you do your research, you develop all these strategies or things you know you need to do to hit it, but you're realizing that those things you needed to do were wildly off. And now is the perfect time for you to go back and say, okay, I still want to write a book, but maybe instead of writing six chapters, I need to find a mentor who's going to help me to walk through the process. I need to find a publishing company. Like there's just a myriad of other things that people can be thinking of. And I I love the idea of getting halfway through the year and looking at the strategies or the ways that you're going to achieve that goal and reassessing those. You nailed it. Once you've interviewed your goal and you think it's the right goal, you still believe it's achievable, you're, you're behind it. You looked at your strategies and it's like, mm, you know what? this isn't going to get me there, but I still believe I can get there. Then you just want to go through and figure out what would it take? What are all the things I would need to do to make achieving this goal possible based on what I know now? All right. So to recap, you know, you're making adjustments to your goal because you number one, achieved it. Number two, you learned more about your goal. Number three, your goal is no longer achievable. Four, you're recognizing it's not necessarily the goals that need to be adjusted, but actually the strategies. And then you're focused on the wrong goal right? Yeah, that happens. I mean, life changes, your interests change, your passions will shift. And you may have started the year thinking you wanted to, to get into something. And maybe it's pick up a new hobby. And you're six months into the year and, and you're just not interested in that thing anymore. And like we've said before, instead of just leaving it on there and you know, just saying, you know, whatever, I'm just not going to go after that. You're potentially leaving a gap in one of your seven circles in an area of your life that you need to pay attention to. And it fits, let's say you set out to, like I said, create a new hobby or find a new hobby in your personal life that you felt like there was a need there. The hobby that you identified wasn't that interesting after all, or you just shifted away from it. It's not driving you. Instead of just leaving that alone or crossing it off or saying, you know what, I'm just not going to go after that. Acknowledge that you've chosen the wrong goal and then figure out what something is in that area of your life that you would get behind so that you don't leave a gap. So again, for the listener, I can't reiterate this enough is we're not saying it's halfway through the year and you're looking at your goals and you've decided I can't achieve them or these are wrong and you're just crossing them off the list. You're actually assessing them to say, well, here's how I can improve that goal and continue to work towards it. And with the last one of focusing on the wrong goal, 
you're replacing that wrong goal with something that is right for you. You're illustrating another really important piece of this, which is the value in staying committed to the process and why resetting or recommitting is so fundamentally important. Because if you are recognizing that any one of those five things is showing up for you and you don't cover against that or adjust against that, you're going to slowly, either intentionally or unintentionally, fall away from the process. And you need to give yourself permission to make those corrections. And the true value of the process is just creating this accountability towards your goals. So what are some maybe thought-provoking questions that the listeners can ask themselves when they're in this process of reassessing or resetting or recommitting to these goals? So first I would say, locate yourself on the path to achieving the goals that you've set and identify where you are on that path. Have you achieved your goal? Are you on track to achieving it? Are you behind a little bit, but you can catch up? Are you significantly behind? And then figure out, you know, is this the right goal? Am I focused on the right things? Am I motivated by this goal? Can I get behind it? Is it accurate based on what I know today? And do the strategies that I have or I have identified to achieving that goal, are they sufficient to getting there? Would it be a good question to ask of, does this align with my core values if they're struggling with a goal? Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'd say it's your greater purpose. And the components of purpose that are really meaningful here are your values and the goals that you've set. And so the combination of those two things, your core values and the goals that you set for yourself really align your purpose. And to go a step further with that, if you can't identify or you're having a difficult time figuring out what the goal is you want to set for yourself, then zoom out even further. You know, what is your vision for five years? What is your vision for 10 years? And make sure that your goals are in alignment with getting to that place. I mean, I would highly recommend to the audience that this is something that they time block because it's a really a deep reflection of where are you currently right now and where do you want to go? And asking these tougher questions and being true and honest to yourself and honest to your core values is an important part of this because if you aren't totally honest, you could be setting yourself up for challenges in the future if you're not really having that tough conversation with yourself. It's the power of reflection. Reflection will provide you the insight to enable you to make these decisions and have this discussion with yourself. I'm going to use this as an example because I think it's the most relevant when we talk about goals, but it's the New Year's resolution. If everyone was reflecting when they got to their mid-year on their original New Year's resolution, imagine how many people would probably be more successful on those. More often than not, what we see is people, teams, organizations go long periods of time without really evaluating their goals and the plan at this level. Well, Chris, something interesting that I saw the other day is 5.9% of organizations and businesses actually communicate their goals on a consistent basis. 5.9, that's crazy. That means 95 plus percent of organizations aren't often communicating with their team members what their goals are and therefore like who's paying attention to them. Yeah. And it's communicating what they are and then having honest conversations about where you are on track to that, like we've talked about. And are we doing the right things to get there? And do we believe this is achievable? And to go a step further as a leader, empowering your team to be honest with you about where they think the team or the organization can get to. 
So Sarah, I think we both recognize that reflection is an important piece of this process and your ability to stay aligned with your goals. How do you reflect? Oh, that's a great question. I definitely spend a big chunk of my time actually each month reflecting on what my goals were for the month, how they relate to my goals for the year and what I need to do to check and adjust for the upcoming time and and specifically for the mid-year. And, you know, before I started with the one thing, I'll be honest, I set massive goals for myself. And I think I put them on a piece of paper and never looked back. So it's been an interesting process to become a part of the one thing and instill the principles that we teach to really start reflecting on them, not just on a, you know, a, a halfway through the year basis, but on a more regimented cadence, like a monthly basis, right? Like I'm reflecting week to week now at this point in time, but it's really making sure that I'm spending that time and being honest with myself, I think is the most important piece of this that I can't stress enough. You know, being able to take the time to reflect on goals that you've achieved, that you haven't achieved, you know, walk through in my head, why didn't I achieve them? And then have an accountability partner that I get to go back to and say, I actually spent the time thinking about this and this is where I fell off or this is where I won. And these are the changes and adjustments I need to make in future to be more successful and to truly achieve extraordinary results. How do you reflect? Well, I maintain an hour time block on Fridays in the late morning where I I spend about 30 or 40% of that time just looking back on the previous week you know, call it 15, 20, upwards of 30 minutes, just looking back and asking some questions. You know, you start the week, the prior week in a place and you intend to get to another place, right? You start on Monday and by Friday, you want to accomplish a certain number of things. And I like to ask myself, was I successful? Did I get there? If I did, fantastic. What are the things that I did or that I was successful with or the behaviors that I embodied that I want to continue to create in the future? So I can recreate that success. If I wasn't successful, if I didn't accomplish something, then why? What's the learning? What's the lesson? And those small adjustments that you make over time yield exponential results. And it's that consistent check and adjust week over week that is incredibly powerful. So if somebody's not checking and adjusting week over week and they're just coming in halfway through the year and they're taking a peek at their goals, like what type of advice do you have for them? My team's going to make fun of me because I always use airplane analogies because I'm, I am I love to fly. So bear with me. But imagine you're on an airplane flying from LA to New York. Mm-hmm. And along the way, wind knocks you off course just one or two degrees, you know, a couple miles into the trip. Where do you think you end up by the time you're supposed to be in New York? I mean, which way is the wind blowing? <laughs> South. <laughs> Uh, if the wind is blowing south, I mean, I'd probably end up in what, like Keys? Which Florida? Let's be honest, might be a better place to end (laughs) up. (laughs) But the point being, if just these small distractions or these small things that show up in your week over time can knock you massively off course. And like we said before, if, if you pick your head up and you're in the Keys and you mean to be in New York, you know, relative to your goals, that's a huge distance and the chances are you're probably going to give up. But what airplanes have is an autopilot system that is much like what we're talking about in reflection. So if the wind knocks them just a degree or two off course, it recorrects and adjusts based on where they are now relative to where they want to go. And that's what we're talking about. This reflection 
and this checking and adjusting against your goals on a regular basis keeps you from gapping your goals at distances that make it feel unachievable. Sarah, you mentioned earlier the use of an accountability partner and you found success with that. Can you elaborate? Yeah, absolutely. I think an accountability partner is not somebody who's showing up every week and giving you the finger wag of like when you have or haven't hit your goals. They're actually there to just ask the right questions to help probe you and to help you to deeper reflect on what's happening from week to week or month to month, or even if this is a mid-year check-in, you know, they're really there to be a partner in your journey towards your goals. And I've found that spending time with that accountability partner has really shifted the way that I look at my goals and how I am holding myself accountable from week to week. And that's really where I start to show up differently is there is no victim mentality for me. I'm not gonna show up on Friday or Monday with my accountability partner and say, whoops, just didn't get it done. I'm actually gonna sit and take the time to reflect on, well, why did that happen? What didn't I give enough attention to? Did I set the right time block? Did I give that priority enough time or not? And having that ability to talk it through with that person and that accountability partner is really important. There's no question. The data is clear that having an accountability partner will increase the likelihood that you'll follow through on your commitments uh, substantially. There's no question. But I've always found that it's fascinating how different the response is when someone else asks you the, the same question that you asked yourself. Yeah. I always think of it as like when you join a gym and you're doing it to like lose weight at the beginning, but then you have all these people around you who show up every day to the same class or whatever. And then you see them every day. You're like, well, I can't let them down. If they don't see me at the gym, I got to keep going. And this is quite similar in my opinion. Definitely. So we recognize reflections powerful. And to have an accountability partner to support you in the reflection and planning process is going to increase the likelihood that you'll follow through on your commitments and give you different perspective that you can't get yourself. Even if you don't have that, if you don't have an accountability partner, you still want to ask those questions. It's better than not. But where can someone find an accountability partner? What advice would you have, Sarah, when it comes to choosing someone that can help you in this way? Yeah, I think finding an accountability partner, if you're an individual and you have a significant other or a partner, it's always nice to go to those individuals and ask them to really hold you accountable to your goals. But, you know, if it's not a family member, maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's somebody who you trust and respect, who you know, and this is the most important part, who you know is going to be able to be brutally honest with you. Because if you're just finding somebody who's going to pump your tires, that's not going to be helpful in this process. Yeah, it's a great point. You want the honest feedback. Mm -hmm. And ideally in a constructive format, but you want honest feedback either way. Yes. Uh, Depends how constructive you really... Or or how how hard you need the feedback. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, and Chris, I think, you know, it's not just about an accountability partner, right? It's about the tools and the processes that you use along the way. Because if you're just blindly trying to do this, I think it's a little bit more challenging. So what would you suggest to the audience of what's a good tool to use? No matter what, you need a place for this conversation to happen. You need a place for your goals to exist and to break those down so that you can check and adjust, reevaluate. And like I said, there's a center point for you are having this conversation with yourself or you're having this conversation with someone who's a coach, mentor, accountability partner, etc. We recommend using a tool called the 411. 
That's a tool we've developed, stands for four weeks, one month, one year. And from the top, it lists the goals you've set for yourself for the year, breaks them down to the goal that you would need to achieve this month to be on track for the year, and then the activities, the actions that you're focused on in a given week. And if you think about it as an annual goal being a destination, then the month is a checkpoint to that destination. And then the week is the activities that you're focused on in a given week that will get you to that checkpoint, ultimately to your destination. And it's a fantastic tool. It's it's simple, but incredibly powerful in its ability to just give clarity on where you are and where you want to go. Ooh, hot take. I recently added a reflection section to my 411 so that every month when I'm going back and looking at those monthly goals, I'm able to say like, oh, here's some of the trending things that I keep doing that I would need to adjust later. Or here are some of the challenges I'm constantly or or continuously facing that I need support getting through. So if anyone's using a 411 out there, add the reflection section. That's awesome. So we know if we go long periods of time without checking in against our goal that we can end up far away from them and that creates all the challenges that we've been talking about. And by having a more regular conversation with yourself and using an accountability partner and checking in frequently, weekly, reflecting is going to help keep you on track and stay in front of the adjustments you need to make to achieve your goal or identify that you need to shift things. And we're saying the 4-on-1 is a fantastic tool to do that. But even if you're not going to use the 4-on-1, you need a place to have this conversation so that you can create this accountability. Okay, so we recognize that we need to check in where we are today on track to achieving our goals. And if that distance is great and we need to make adjustments, give yourself permission to do that. There's some ways that we've talked about that you can mitigate against getting in a place where the distance between you and your goal is great to the point where it feels unachievable or you just can't relate to it. And doing that at regular intervals, we've talked about doing weekly reflection, monthly reflection, checking and adjusting, utilizing an accountability partner in that conversation, and ultimately putting this all in a tool that we call the 411. So Sarah, if you could have the listeners take away just one thing from today's podcast, what would it be? It would be it's time to pick your head up, really look at those annual goals, make sure you're focused on the right things and recommit to them. I think that's the right takeaway. You would. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to The One Thing Podcast. If you're interested in implementing a 411 or finding a coach to help you implement a 411, you can visit theonething.com and in the right hand, click on free resources. That's the one thing with the number one.com. We'll see you again soon. 